We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, y'all. 49ers football is right around the corner, and it is more fun to be there live for 49ers football. When you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the 49ers in the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. They have, I'm telling you, the interactive seat map, bro. It gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays, and that's super key. Obviously, being in the stadium, being part of the atmosphere, the vibes is are, are, are very necessary. Those all matter. But being able to sit and get that 360-degree view from your seat so you can know exactly what you're going to be looking at on game day, that matters so much. Whenever I go to a new stadium, I love I, I love going to different stadiums and experiencing different venues. I always type in that stadium and 3D seat view so I can get an idea of what my seat is going to look like in Ticketmaster offers that for you. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, they got the mobile tickets, which make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. That's right. Get it in red and gold. Go do that right now. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash 49ers. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee, and we're going to tell you about our homies over at Lamb Chops. SGLambChops.com is the website. At SGLambChops on Instagram. Follow them. Check out all their new styles. Really dope photos that make me want to wear the clothes to try and look like the people in the photos. I don't succeed, but boy, do I try. And you can try, too, with the promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get yourself 20% off at SGLambChops.com. Hoodies, shorts, joggers, t-shirts. Chris, if you had to pick one item of Lamb Chops clothing to wear for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Right now, it's probably that gray heathered hoodie. It's so nice. It's really it's comfortable. Perfectly, it's perfectly oversized, not ungodly so where it doesn't fit, but just like a little oversized so it's super comfy. Yeah, great fit, great yeah. color. It's super, it's like perfectly neutral. It's perfect for fall. It's uh, nothing but good things to say. We we It's been well documented how much we love lamb chops. We, wore, we both wore lamb chops to the live event. Yeah. Um, it's just high high quality stuff. High quality, unique, terrific, and you can get 20% off with promo code CANDLESTICK20 at sglambchops.com right now. 
We are also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Shout out to the homies over at Cooperage. I have some, here we go. I've got to try and navigate this camera. Um, we have, I have a little four pack of Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA right here. I also got a boatload of stickers. I have a sticker fridge outside. It's a beer fridge that has stickers all over it. Uh, mm. I, I threw a bunch of Cooperage stickers on there. It's now my new favorite brewery. And by now new, I mean has been has been for the last several years. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah, shout out to Cooperage. All the beer is good. Uh, if you like IPAs or pale ales, especially with that sort of the Northern California flavor that we've all become accustomed to, it's really good. Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA. I would put up against any Hazy IPA anywhere. The can is awesome. Bring it to your tailgate and you'll be the envy of all your friends. You might just be the envy of your friends anyway. Because I Facts. do think if you're a 49ers fan, there is no better beer can that you could possibly be drinking from. I totally agree. My coworker Jesse is a Dolphins fan. But I asked him, like, hey, you want some beer? And he was like, yeah, of course I want some beer. So I brought him some. And he's like, cool, thanks. Appreciate it. Comes back today and goes, hey, man, those cans are super sick. Like, I would buy it just because of the can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I'm with you. And it just so happens to taste really good also. The beer inside is very delicious. It's a hazy IPA, uh, 100% citra hop. So it has that really nice, like crisp flavor to it. Not super filling, an easy drink. I watched Rich Ornberger, former offensive lineman for the Chargers and Patriots. And he might've played for like Arizona or something like that as well. But anyways, I watched him shotgun one and that was very impressive. Yeah, yeah I have a friend, um, shout out to Davis Carter. I'm not sure he uh, he listens to the pod, but man, he was uh, he was named biggest partier in high school when back when things like that were allowed in the yearbook. And guy could just like literally inhale a beverage, like take a breath and the whole thing. It, I was unbelievable. Like the 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 things humans and he did can this do the with Candlestick Chronicles. No, this was well before Candlestick Chronicles ever came out. But the things that humans can do with beverages, I'm I'm very impressed by it because I cannot do those things. Yeah, me neither. But I wouldn't try it because I want to enjoy my Cooperage beer. So go to cooperagebrewing.com right now. Click on beers. Click on order now. You can get a case of beer sent directly to your front door as long as you're over the age of 21 and in the state of California. It's one day shipping. You order that thing Monday morning. It's going to be on your porch by Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on what time you order it Monday. It'll be there Tuesday or Wednesday. And you get... You get beer dropped off at your front door. It's the best way to acquire beer. So go do that right now at cooperagebrewing.com or go visit the brewery in Santa Rosa. Always good food trucks. Always good beer. Really great people. Great vibes. See you there. Uh, We have to talk about the Cardinals because I don't think the the 49ers are going to have as easy of a game as we thought they might. Let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Bosa has got him in a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Before we get to the Cardinals, we got some newsy stuff we got to hit. Debo Samuel didn't practice. Dre Greenlaw didn't practice. Juwan Jennings didn't practice. 
and Trent Williams had his normal veteran rest day. The worrying thing for me about Debo not practicing is that uh, he showed up with a knee injury that just popped up later in the day Monday. Or, I'm sorry, Friday. They put Thursday. Popped up later in the day Friday. Don't love that. That's a little bit concerning for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we'll, we'll have a better idea as the week goes on. But it doesn't sound like it's it's going to be a long-term thing based mm-hmm. on the way Kyle Shanahan's talking about it. But certainly worth monitoring um, because, you know, I, I think one thing with Debo and the physical brand that he plays, you always have to worry about injuries just popping up because he yep. is going to take hits by six defenders on any given plays. And even even the play where he seemed to got get the wind knocked out of him or, or hurt his ribs on Thursday night was like Charlie Warner falling on him after trying to throw some blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so Debo is just prone to putting himself in situations where he could get hurt. Um, but again, we talk about it all the time. This is why the 49ers have so many guys, and this is why they went and got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Is like they they have dudes. So like if you're if you're missing Debo, at least now you have an insurance policy in the form of Christian McCaffrey, hopefully in the form of Brandon Ayuk coming back. Um, and that's uh that's just how they operate. It's like it's why you get why you get Christian McCaffrey so you have another guy in case dudes get hurt. So we'll see as the week goes on. But I don't think the Cardinals should pose like I think the Niners can easily win the game without Debo, but obviously sure. it, it becomes it becomes a different, an easier challenge if Debo's in the lineup. I'm floored by the fact the 49ers are favored by 14. Like 14 is so many points. And the Cardinals were just 12 and a half point dogs to the Cowboys at home and beat them. And I just don't, I don't, I don't think the Cardinals are good. I'm not trying to say that because they just, they don't have a ton of really talented dudes and they're in the, in the early stages of a rebuild. And on the other hand, they're like four plays away from being three and zero right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think offensively, like they, they probably have more talent than you realize, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think Marquise Brown is a tough cover, particularly for the 49ers, given that like small, like fast jitterbug type dudes are the, are like tend to give the 49ers some problems. I think Mm -hmm. Rondell Moore is a very poor man's version of, of Debo Samuel, but he can just get the ball so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Like the, they ran him a couple times against the Cowboys and, and it worked pretty effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I think they have ways of manufacturing offense beyond just, you know, trying to have Josh Dobbs drop back and throw it 30 times, right? Like, I, I think right. they have skill guys and and playmakers who they can get the ball to. Um, and defensively, like, I thought they played pretty hard, right? Yeah. Like, they just, they they played a hell of a lot harder than the Cowboys did. And the Cowboys made a ton of mistakes and didn't help themselves with the 13 penalties. Obviously, they were horrendous in the red zone. Um, In the second half, they scored six points on four red zone trips. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going to be, you know, a big reason why you lose on the road in the NFL. But ultimately, like, I just, 
I just finished rewatching that that Cardinals Cowboys game, and my takeaway was like the Cardinals kicked the Cowboys' ass. Like, yeah, dude, beat the hell out of them. That's frankly just like what happened. It wasn't like yeah, the Cowboys had penalties, and but it was it just felt like you know if if you were just watching that game without knowing any information about either team, and you're just watching that game, you're like, man, the team in red is better. They're just better. And I know the Cardinal. I'm not saying the Cardinals are actually better than the Cowboys, but on Sunday they absolutely were. And so, look, I think this game, and it's been pointed out elsewhere, like I think this, um, that allows, or that gave the 49ers sort of a wake-up call, like in the sense that like we can't just look ahead to the Cowboys game in two weeks. Yeah. Like they, the, the Cardinals are going to show up and play, and they're going to play hard, and and they're much less talented than the 49ers, and the 49ers should probably roll them. But I, I agree with you that like 14 points feels like a lot. Like that feels like a public line more so like the Niners are going to get a lot of money because they're a pretty public team and a lot of people are are high on them right now. Yeah, I would say like if I were betting the line or if I were setting the line, I would probably put it at like 10. Yeah, Yeah. which is like 10 and a half against the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I I would put it in a similar in a similar vein or think about that game in a similar vein. So I I think it's just one of those games that the Niners are going to win, but like pretty easily. But I think Arizona is probably better than they've been given credit for so far. And I think that the game has a chance to to be more competitive than we initially expect. So I, I would I I totally agree with you. And the if this 49ers team, this core of 49ers is ever going to overlook the Cardinals again, like that's just on them. Because that game the Cardinals played against the Cowboys reminded me of the Colt McCoy beating the 49ers in Santa Clara in 2021. Yeah, that's a good point. It was it just it was like that the Niners lost that game. I think it was 34 to 34 17, 31 17. But they lost by multiple scores to a to a way worse team that just punched them in the mouth. And so I think the combination of of that history with that game Sunday against Dallas was was definitely good for San Francisco. One of the things that has really impressed me though about Arizona, and I want to talk about their defense a little bit because their defense has been has been really really good, save for that that eighteen minutes of of play against the against the Giants in the second half of that game in Week Two. But Josh Dobbs going to Arizona late in the preseason and just becoming the starter and playing as well as he has has been one of the most impressive things in the NFL this year. I know they're only one and two, but he's one of four quarterbacks that doesn't have an interception yet. And he's making plays with his legs. And he's just been like a really solid quarterback after being, he went 0 and two with the Titans in his first two career starts last year, but he's been in the league for a few years. And he's just stepped into this Arizona offense. And yeah, they're not, they're probably not going to hang up 40 points on anybody, but man, He's a really solid player for them. The Niners. What do, what do you think the the Niners' record is against the Cardinals since 2020? Since Over the last three seasons. I'm going to answer this quickly. So that's six games because if I thought about it, I could probably remember. Mm-hmm. I think they're four and two. They're three and three. Mm. And the Cardinals haven't been like they just fired their head coach, right? Like they haven't been awesome. The Cardinals swept the Niners in 2021. 
underrated underrated fact about that 2021 season when the Niners ended up going to the NFC Championship game. They lost both the regular season games to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Niners what the game. What was the game in Arizona that year? Uh, 2021. Oh, that was Trey's first start. That's right. Yeah, Trey's first start, and then thirty the Colt McCoy game thirty-one seventeen in November November seventh of twenty-one. Was that the Colt right. McCoy game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, or was, the Drake yeah. Kirkpatrick game for those of you that love a deep cut. <laughs> Drake Kirkpatrick just getting steamrolled by Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin. Yeah, is he still in the league? I don't believe so. Our guy, our guy Eno. But no, I mean the Cardinals. The, the Cardinals aren't terrible. Like they're, they're 12th in the NFL in scoring. Um, their defense isn't great, but you know, like they can, they're, they're fifth and they're tied for fifth in sacks. They have 11 sacks. They haven't thrown an interception yet. So, you know, like, and the Niners haven't thrown a pick yet either. So they haven't been killing themselves with, with turnovers, yeah. obviously. So yeah. they're just, you know, they're, they're a, they're a respectable team that's early in its rebuilding process. And think, like they've scored more points than they've given up and they're one and two. I think we're going to, I think we're going to learn a lot about Jonathan Gannon as a head coach by week, like 10 this year when Arizona is two and seven, maybe three and six. And it, looks like they're kind of out of playoff contention. Can you keep the locker room and do you keep playing hard through week 18? Like that to me is the mark of a, of a good coach. So I'm really interested to see because it started much better than I thought it was going to for him. When you become a meme on your first day as a coach, that's not usually a positive shout out to Adam Gase. But the fact that Jonathan Gannon has this team and, and specifically this defense playing as, as hard as it does and as sound as they are on offense, right? That's that's just good coaching, man. Shout out to them. Wow. Did you do you remember that from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen the Cardinals beat the Niners eight times in a row? E, e, wow. <laughs> that's wild. That tracks though. There were the two Josh I mean, Rosen games. Yeah, the Niners were awful from 2015 to 2018, so it definitely yeah. tracks. Yeah, they lost it. It was 18. They lost to Josh Rosen twice, right? Yeah. Oof. But I just think this is one of those, like, and you, you heard player, players talking about it to reporters that, like, no, they're taking the Cardinals seriously. This is yeah. not, like, I don't think if we were to look at like who's having the worst season in the NFL from like a team perspective, I would put quite a few ahead of the Cardinals. I would certainly put Chicago. I would put Denver. Denver. Like they're like the Cardinals were a team that everyone like, Oh, they're tanking for Caleb Williams. Like maybe they are, but they're also going to be like five quarterbacks taken in the first round this year, probably. Yeah. So like, they don't necessarily have to tank if they want to find a Kyler Murray replacement. If I set the over under at four and a half wins right now for the Cardinals, what are you taking? I would take over. Based on, I mean, again, I just watched the the Cowboys game like ten minutes yeah. ago. So <laughs> the Niners could the Niners could vary. If you if you came from the future and told me the Niners won this game like thirty one to three, I wouldn't really blink. It would just kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's probably that's... how that game should go. Yeah. Here, are, are you are you looking at the Cardinals roster right now? 
I have uh, I have our lads up. Yes. Okay. Do you know who their two leaders in pressures are this season? Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not even going to try to guess that. Dennis Gardeck, obviously, the great Dennis Gardeck, and another player named Victor Dimakaji leads them with nine pressures. Dennis Gardeck has ten, tied with Cameron Thomas, who's another player I've heard of before right now. <laughs> Dennis Gardeck looks like he's got Van Ginkle guy, Van Ginkle vibes. Dennis Gardeck looks like Andrew Van Ginkle mixed with Tabor Pepper. <laughs> no but seriously this guy has has no pressures his first two years granted he didn't play and then 18 13 and 11 the next three years he already has five in three games this year shout yeah. out to him man yeah no the the cardinals like the only guys like defensively whose names i feel like i've i've recognized are like zavin collins because he was a first round pick a couple years ago and kaiser mm-hmm. white because Kyle Shanahan, because Kyle, Kyle Shanahan put his finger in his chest one time during a joint practice with the Chargers in 2021. BG but yeah, Ligulari. like, oh yeah. yeah, third round pick, third round pick, I think from LSU. Uh, yeah, you got a second round pick. Yeah. What an idiot um, that I didn't know that. What's going on, y'all? It's Kyle Madsen and Chris Biederman here. From Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, here to talk to you about prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports, and it's my new favorite thing about the NFL season. Chris, I won $22.50 on Sunday. I had Christian McCaffrey, more than 66.5 rushing yards. Debo Samuel, more than 50.5 receiving yards. Tyler Higby, less than 45.5 receiving yards. That's all you do. You pick two to six players based on their stat projections. You pick more than or less than. You fill out an entry. And then after you do that, you watch the winnings roll in. It's great. I'm having a great time with it. It's really fun. It's daily fantasy sports. I think at its finest, when you just want to watch a game casually and you think a player is really going to go off or you think a guy's not going to do anything based on your knowledge of the game, um, why not cash in and and make a little extra scratch on the side in daily fantasy? So prize picks prizepicks.com promo code candlestick they will match your offer up to a hundred dollars yeah quick withdrawals easy gameplay and enormous selection of players and stat types oh what prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app as chris said prizepicks.com slash candlestick is the website use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars that's prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit deposit match up to one hundred dollars prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy all right y'all 49ers football is right around the corner and it is more fun to be there live for 49ers football when you need tickets Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the 49ers in the nfl Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat they have i'm telling you the interactive seat map bro it gives you 360 degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays, and that's super key. Obviously, being in the stadium, being part of the atmosphere, the vibes is are, are, are very necessary. Those all matter. But being able to sit and get that 360-degree view from your seat so you can know exactly what you're going to be looking at on game day, 
that matters so much. Whenever I go to a new stadium, I love I, I love going to different stadiums and experiencing different venues. I always type in that stadium and 3D seat view so I can get an idea of what my seat is going to look like. And Ticketmaster offers that for you. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, they got the mobile tickets, which make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. That's right. Get it in red and gold. Go do that right now. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash 49ers. Yeah, Buda Baker's hurt. Quantrez Knight. Quantrez Knight revenge game. Many are saying. Many are saying. <laughs> uh, no, Matt just... Prater hit a 62-yard field goal before halftime. That was like a, a two-iron stinger. I couldn't. Here, was, here you watched you watched Cowboys Cardinals j- just now. Mm-hmm. So... I want to run this by you because the 49ers play the Cowboys in week five after, after this one Yeah, was Sunday's game more impressive by the Cardinals or less impressive by the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> okay. I think because... it was, I think it was overall less impressive than the Cowboys because the, the Cowboys have set a standard. Uh, the Cowboys had, had set a standard of like, oh, maybe they're one of the three best teams in the NFL or at right. least like one of the three best teams in the NFC. So they looked like a middling team at best. And yeah. the Cardinals were clearly better on Sunday. Um, but that's not to take anything away from what the Cardinals did. I was, I just think it that like, for the Cardinals to play to punch above their weight against a really good team at home, mm-hmm. like you would expect any NFL team to do that occasionally, like throughout the NFL season. Mm-hmm. But for the Cowboys, a team we expect to be there in January and a team that the Niners might have to play in the playoffs again, mm-hmm. that like they would play with a little bit more urgency than they had. And it just that that to me was. It, it just it was unfocused it was disorganized and maybe this is just a mike mccarthy thing and maybe we're gonna have a few of these mike mccarthy games a year where it's just yeah. like dude is just has his team less than prepared and is not sure. calling great plays that's just um, mike mccarthy that's but that's what mike mccarthy does and maybe that's just like whenever we talk about the Cowboys as serious contenders, we probably just have to factor that in more than the eye test of what they did against the Jets and the Giants, right? Like we still have to remember like, yeah, as good as this looks, Mike McCarthy's still pulling the strings there. Yeah. I I was more impressed by the Cardinals because I still think Dallas is good. I still think Dallas is going to win like 13 games, but the fact that Arizona didn't, it, it, it's not, and we've mentioned this a couple times, but it's not like they won and it was, it was a last second field goal and Dallas turned it over four times and the Cardinals got a stop inside the one and there was a, a defender fell down on the last drive and it got Arizona into field goal range. It wasn't something weird like that. Arizona just beat them. And in week one, Arizona kept it close with Washington and Washington, but you're looking and going, man, a quarterback play was so bad and, and Washington may not be very good. So I'm not going to like, that's fine. And then they were pounding the Giants until, you know, the final 20 minutes. 
and the Giants come roaring back, and you're going, man, that was still a pretty impressive effort by the Cardinals. Monumental collapse, but a good good game for the most part. So for them to kind of put it all together in, in week three, it was, oh, okay, so that was something in week one, and that was something in week two. This is a competitive, quality football team. Maybe they only win five games, but they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, and with Dallas, I don't, I don't think that much less of Dallas now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, like games like that, like if the Cowboys finish third or fourth, like the third or fourth seed in the NFC, mm-hmm. that's going to be a game where they look back and be like, man, that, that really killed us. Yeah. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's, that's ultimately what the regular season is for some of these teams. Like I'm barring anything catastrophic. We expect the Cowboys and Niners and Eagles to all be there. And mm-hmm. sure, I'm, I'm sure at some point the Niners are going to have a stinker of a game and maybe it's Sunday and maybe, you know, that like they'll have a stinker at some point throughout the season and it won't necessarily be indicative of the team they'll be in January. Right. And we've seen the Niners get off to slow starts the last two years before making their deep playoff run. So I'm with you in that, like sometimes a bad performance doesn't necessarily mean that that team is trash, but like with the Niners, those losses in the regular season have forced them to go on the road in the playoffs. And we've only seen this team go to the Super Bowl when they've had home field advantage and that first round by. So like that, like that's why there has to be urgency when you're a team that's in that conversation, right? You're like, we need the one seed mm-hmm. because we would much rather play at home and on the road. And I'm speaking for any of these teams, obviously. So that's what like, that's one thing that stood out to me about the 49ers overall is like they play through the first three weeks. It's pretty clear that they're playing with a sense of urgency from the jump. Like they need, they need to get off to a better start than they did the last couple of years because they do not want to go on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's been the case the last couple of years. And this, that's why, that's why I'm so optimistic about this year's 49ers team, particularly now is because, (laughs) do you remember what week three last year was for the 49ers? Yeah. Denver. Yeah. The Denver game where Jimmy Garoppolo takes a sack or steps out of the end zone on a play where he threw a pick six. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. Was their leading rusher in that game. He had 12 carries for 75 yards. Um, Brandon Ayuk, three for 39 and a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, also three catches for 31 yards. Like, it just, you, you go look at that game, and it's just like, ugh, like what, what, what team is this? And by the end of the year, they were playing, you know, as well as they were playing, and that's happened the last couple of years. And that's why, like, I think this team is going to start playing really well in November and December, even better than they are now. And that's why I'm so optimistic, because they're already playing better – this year in September than I think they have really in any, because even in 2019, Jimmy Garoppolo was still coming back from that, from that ACL injury. They beat Tampa Bay, but it wasn't like great. And then they beat in week two, it was uh, Cincinnati, but that Cincinnati team ended up being the worst team in the league. They got the number one pick. And then week three was, was week three, the Browns game. Week three was home to Pittsburgh, I believe. Pittsburgh. And that Pittsburgh game was a mess. Or they turned it over like four or five times in that one. I think and they then had needed five, a, yeah. Needed a bad Pittsburgh turnover at the end to give themselves a chance to win. I think Garoppolo had a game-winning touchdown pass to Dante Pettis. Like, shout the, out. Shout out. 
So that even in 2019, where they started eight and zero, it's like the, the September was not super pretty. It wasn't like they were steamrolling everybody. So the fact that they're just kind of methodically just beating teams down right now, and they thumped the Steelers in Week One, and and for the most part controlled that game against the Rams in Week Two, and then go out and, and blast the Giants in Week Three. It's like man, and it feels like they're still figuring some stuff out on both sides of the ball. It feels like the Niners could be better defensively, right? Mm-hmm. They're only allowing 14 points a game and 258 yards. You could say the same thing for their offense. We talked about this about with with the Giants game. It felt like the offense was sputtering, and then you look up and they have 440 yards and 30 points. The offense is third in the NFL and in scoring fourth overall in yardage. Again, that's not like DVOA. These are just general numbers, but like it speaks to just they're super balanced. Like, are the Niners the most balanced team in the NFL right now? Yeah, I think so. That's that's why I have them as that's why I had them in our last pod as the best team in the league right now. Yeah, just top to bottom. With all yeah. due respect to Miami and seventy points. Yeah, I'm gonna go listen to our. Once la- a, I'm gonna bring that up once a week for the rest of the year. By the way, what's that? The Miami Dolphins scored seventy points in an NFL tackle football game. In the same game, the Denver Broncos allowed seventy points. The de- that might be the bigger story. Did you? Oh, dude, did you see the exchange between Broncos reporters and Sean Payton? Yeah, yeah, wasn't wasn't super great for. It uh, wasn't a super great look for for Sean. <laughs> yeah, tough. Uh, I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Somebody ask the question. Yeah. Ask the question. It's like, man, reporters are allowed to preamble a little bit. Like, let them give some context to what they're about to ask. Like, you don't have to be super. It felt about it. it. It it had the same vibe as like. I'm about to get a shot and the doctor's like talking me through it. And I'm like, dude, just do the shot. Like, just do it. Just put the needle in my arm. I'm going to hate it no matter what. So just let's wrap this up. Yeah. That's the vibe it had to me. I mean, there's nothing, there's no experience in life that is anything like having to go speak to reporters after getting your ass kicked in an NFL game. Question. It's only three weeks in. Is this a kind of a crisis to see Sean Payton says, listen, the season is full of these types of moments. No, they're not. This one obviously is difficult to be sitting here. Oh, and three talking to you guys. There will be more question. I know you said it's embarrassing, but this kind of a historic game, Sean Payton, I'm aware. Third time a team has scored 70 points over 700 yards. Payton, what's the question? What's the question? (laughs) Question. How do you feel about it being historically embarrassing? Yikes, uh, man. I just finished telling you. Next question. Historically embarrassing is my new band name. Did they do they have a first round pick this year? Did, is did that go in the in the rest? No, they have it. They still have it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at least they have that because man. This is Ian Cordero in the chat brings up a good point. Miami's defense still not proven and I would agree with him. I'm, I'm, I was high on their defense before the year, even without Jalen Ramsey. That's just a talented group. It's in, you know, Andrew Van Ginkle and, 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 um, uh, what's their Xavier Howard and, and Javon Holland, like all those guys can play. Right. And then, and then you get Vic Fangio and there's the DC and you just, you just feel pretty good about that defense, but would it shock anybody 
if the Bills went in there and on, I say went in there, they're playing at home. If the Bills went into their game this week and hung up like 38 points. No, I would guess it's going to be a high scoring game. Like it would be. I think so too. That's going to be an amazing game. Yeah. That might be the game of the year, or at least the matchup of the year on paper so far through three weeks. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's one that I'm going to figure out a way to view it. I'm in yes. there. Yeah. 100%. Um, shout out to everybody watching on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, Hit us up. We, hit us up in the chat. Hit us up like in the taking, chat. Taking uh, questions and suggestions. There's stuff you guys see and notice that we don't see and notice or perspectives that you have that maybe we hadn't thought about. So anytime you have a thought, throw it in there. We're not going to. You will not be yeah. ridiculed. And subscribe, subscriptions and like button clicks and all that stuff is great for the channel, great for us. So please uh, please hit that like button. And I think you can hit a bell for notifications if you want to know when we're going live and all that stuff. So please feel free to do that. And if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. Um, you have anything else? No, right now I'm saving. I have I have more stuff to say, but we have a game preview pod. Yeah, loaded up for for to record on Thursday to come out Friday. So yeah, I'm gonna. I have things to say about the 49ers as they relate to the Cardinals, but that's for <laughs> that's for the next part. Yeah, we got our Cooperage. What's on tap? We got our prize picks. We still have. Uh, we have way more to do. So we'll talk about a, that on Thursday. I, I had a really rough go on prize picks on Monday. Mm, yeah, me too. I I had two entries with a combined like seven squares on them. And I think I hit one square. <laughs> That's not a good look for your boy. Um, If this is the Joe Monty, I think it is. And it looks like it is. Shout out to you, Joseph. It's been a while. He was a, uh, he was a hurler on the old Connie Mack team back in the, the Redwood Empire Giants days. Oh, nice. I thought he was the guy you were talking about. Who's a great partier. No, that's my buddy Davis, who's decidedly not listening to the pod, I'm sure. Uh, three pods a week, three pods every week, dog. Yeah, we we're try. out here. We're out here. Usually. Would, Usually. Did we do three last week? No, because it was a Thursday game. Or no, we did. Uh, yeah, we, we did had three. a post. Yeah, we did, you three. did three. We had post Sunday. We had the Tuesday preview. And then uh, Sam and I did yeah. Did the uh, the Thursday night pod. So, yeah, what it was a little bit different because of the... Um, yeah, Thursday, and Thursday, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. from a podcast scheduling standpoint, Thursday and Monday games are a pain in the A, dude. Not a fan. Yeah. I need the Niners to start being terrible so they get no primetime games. That's um, are the cards for real? Do we need to, like, I think you got to rewind the pod. Or re- rewind the, the YouTube stream if you haven't. Uh... No. Quick, quick answer. No, from the standpoint of being like really good. And yes, from the standpoint of he's not abysmal and he can run it if they don't if they don't pay attention to that. Yeah, there's a question in the live stream. Are the prediction tomorrow? Are the cards for real? And do they need to fear appropriate fear? Yeah, I don't you you don't fear Steve Dobbs. You're not like scared of him, but you're like, yeah, we gotta play well to beat him. That's just yeah. How it goes. yeah. yeah. I have, like I said, I, I have, I have a bunch more stuff on on Josh Dobbs. Okay. Yeah. 
we'll get to that. We appreciate everyone hanging out. Uh, and we will be back again live on YouTube tomorrow. And live, not live, but uh, on Same demand. Time. On the Same pod. time tomorrow? Five, 5 o'clock tomorrow? Uh, let's talk tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. Check right. check us out on, on Twitter for when we go live. All right, see you guys. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.